in the history of the upside with Callie and Jeff, have we done this before? Have we ever gone into the archives, pulled out a show from a year and a half ago, and re-released it as a bonus episode? Have we done that? No, we've never done that before, but we have good reason this time. And that's because I found the original episode where we first talked about micro-anxieties and I listened to the whole thing just, you know, I don't know, it's fun to like go into the archive sometimes. And uh, it's really good. And I think it's worth resharing. So we're gonna reshare the beginning of micro-anxieties. And it's funny because we don't even call them micro-anxieties, but we talk, I did a pocket podcast about eliminating tiny, annoying things. And Jeff was super inspired by it. So we decided to re-release the original episode, The Birth of Micro-Anxieties. This is from January of 2020. It is episode number 147. And just to put it in perspective, uh, we are now on episode, that was about 500 episodes ago because we're now on about episode 650. So enjoy this classic from the Disney Vault. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for a job that allows me to avoid Atlanta rush hour traffic. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful that we make such a good team. The reason I was thinking about the traffic today is because I went to the dentist. We actually both went to the dentist. We did. We had um, a dental day in the Dollar House. <laughs> we, had, we, had, we, had a, we had a dentist date. We did, except for we didn't go together. We didn't see each other there. And <laughs> yeah, it, uh, but uh, we had uh, we both had dentist appointments today, and they're up. 400. If you live in the Atlanta area, you know, that's, that's a busy road during rush hour. And we were able to avoid traffic going to the dentist appointment. And that made me very, very happy. It also made me very, very happy to actually go to the dentist. You are so weird. I love going to the dentist. I hate going to the dentist and I have literal dental anxiety. You don't love the feeling of your teeth as clean as they could possibly be? I hate it. I come home and then I immediately eat something. So my teeth feel like not dental clean anymore. Seriously? I yeah. I hate the whole thing. I mean, we do, I will say, so I have been in tears going to get my teeth cleaned for, oh, my whole life, pretty much. And me and Jeff found, I think this is a funny story. I was reached out via email by Dr. Gurley's team, which is who we see now. And they emailed me and said, hey, you know, we know you from Instagram. We love your stories. We would love for you to come visit our office and we'd love to offer you a free teeth cleaning. And I wrote them back and said, I really appreciate the offer, but I hate dentists and I'm not interested. And they wrote back and they're like, oh, we do too. And I was like, oh, 
They get me. So I go in there. They said, we hate dentists too. I was, they were like, yeah, yeah, we get you. We get you. We, we don't like dentists either. It's fine. And Dr. Gurley's really funny. And, um, so now I go in there and they have a, a weighted blanket waiting for me. Cause they know that I get so scared. Cause that helps with anxiety, right? Or it's supposed to help with anxiety, yes, the weighted blanket. It feels amazing. It's like an adult human, a human adult thunder jacket or the equivalent of babies being wrapped up in a swaddle. If there was oh. something that I could put in my mouth that would just keep it open, I could probably fall asleep during a teeth cleaning. Ew, really? Yep. I, mm, I, I don't like the noises. I don't like the smells. Now, here's what's funny is because I don't like medical procedures and you've had, since I've known you, at least one, maybe two root canals or at least, or. I've had one. You've had one root canal and I, like you woke up that morning you're like, oh yeah, I forgot today's the day of my root canal. And I'm like, like that would have given me anxiety for 30 days out. I, I don't. But you have no problem with that. I actually did have a problem with that. And I was so nervous at that appointment that I went into the root canal that I almost passed out. I never and knew And they this. had to give me uh, like apple juice or something like that because I was so anxious about it. At the, at, was this before you went to Dr. Gurley or is this Dr. Gurley's office? No, it's not Dr. Gurley's office. It's a special. It's like an um, endodontist has to do it. Like a, a dentist a root, won't do it. A root canal specialist. Pretty much. Um, so, and you don't even want to know the process because you can't handle it of what a root canal oh, is. Oh, I know what it is. And that's why I couldn't believe how <laughs> cool you were leading up to it. Well, here's how I reason that. And when I was there, I got so nervous when they gave me like Novocaine or whatever they gave me. Because I was like, yes, please make me happy. I almost passed out because I was so nervous. So I had apple juice and then they gave me like more more stuff, more stuff, which is great. And, uh, the reason I wasn't scared of that is one, I was paying the woman so much that I'm like, if something goes, it, it would be impossible for this woman to do anything wrong. Cause that's how much I'm paying the super specialist <laughs> that's, dentist. That's how you justify Her it. office was like nicer than a hotel. Got it. Okay. So I like felt like I was in good hands and they super drug you up. Well, I love the, I don't love that aspect of the dentist, but I love the dentist. I also love, which people blows people's minds, unpacking. I love unpacking. I love unpacking when you get to a hotel. If you're going to stay in a hotel for more than two nights, you need to fully unpack. We go on vacation. And the last one that I'm remembering very crystal clearly in my mind is that we went to Atlantis in the Bahamas. And we get there and there's this beautiful room and, and the bags come and I just lay down on the bed and we open the, you know, the sliding door to just get that ocean breeze in. And I am enjoying myself. Eyes closed and I open my eyes and Jeff is just staring at me. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you know what I want you to do. And I'm like laying on a bed and I'm like, you want me to unpack? And he's like, yep, I do. Thanks. <laughs> Um, so he makes us unpack the second we walk in a hotel room. It doesn't have to be the so, and the second we get home from a trip, there's clothes in the wash, there's whatever. And I usually wait a week and it drives Jeff insane. I, I just, there's something so cathartic about emptying the suitcase and putting everything in its home. 
whether it's at a hotel or at the house. I just love it. So. Jeff treats moving or Jeff treats staying at a hotel, like moving into a new house without a doubt, because chances are, if you're on vacation, you're staying at a nice hotel that if you did the math would be more expensive than your mortgage or your rent payment. So you should treat that place nicer. Like it's the nicest place <laughs> you're going to stay that month. Move in. I also get rid of all the stuff um, that's like scattered around the room, like the little tour books and all that. Like I hide that all because I want to look like my house. So weird. Anyway, so what do you love that most people hate? Call and tell us 800-434-5454. Anything weird that you absolutely love that most people hate. And this is going to tie into a story actually that I'm going to tell next. The jury duty story? Yep. Oh, okay. What do you got? Um, well, we were going to, we were talking a little bit about current events today, which we don't really do, but I saw on the news this week that Gigi Hadid showed up for Harvey Weinstein's juror pool. She was summoned, went, answered the questions. And I, Oh, I thought I saw that she had jury duty. Like I saw that like passing headline somewhere, but I didn't realize it was for Weinstein. Mm hmm. So yep. she would never qualify for that, right? Because I was moves- listening to some legal analysts talk about it, and they're <clears throat> like, "Yeah, there's no way she's gonna. There's just no way because she's too close to that, like the people who are in the trial." Right? Here's the thing that I didn't understand about jury duty, and I served on a jury this year. I loved it. I thought it was fascinating. I actually met one of my girlfriend. Now we've been friends this year through jury duty and became friends. And we served for three days. Most people would say, oh, jury duty. I thought it was fascinating. I pretended like I was, you know, Detective Rollins. I marched my butt into that court. I was so excited. We However, did, and you didn't even have like a super fascinating trial. Yours is a, a no, ours was boring. A, it was a, an civ- insurance case. a civil suit about a car wreck, right? Yep. About, yeah. about insurance. So it wasn't even super interesting, but the process was really interesting. However, in my process, because what you do if you've never been before is you show up and they either call your number or they don't. And if they call your number, you get put in this line of groups and you go stand before both of the lawyers and the judge. And what they don't tell you, because everybody's like, yeah, you just lie and say that you're biased or whatever to get out of there. Right. You have to stand up on the court and say, you have to tell the truth and say why you should not be a part of that jury with both lawyers standing there and the judge. So if you want to, and it's your civic duty to go and to be fair and to be impartial. So when you go, there were a lot of people that I heard before we walked into court saying, watch this, I'm going to get out of it. Right. And then when the judge says, do you feel like you can be fair and impartial? They would say, no. And then they would get dismissed. And they they would just make something up. Like they would get a glimpse of the defendant or whoever it is and and see that the person's like a redhead and then get up there and be like, I hate redheads. I hate gingers. I can't stand them. Keep them away from me. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Or I've been in, you know, a car wreck before and there's no way I could be fair in this. The insurance company totally screwed me over and I will never, ever right. side for, on, for the insurance but company. But what you also don't know is each lawyer on each side has a list of names. So they both get to question you and they're taking turns crossing people off the list. So someone that one of the lawyers might not want on the jury, another one might really want, and they mutually agree 
on who the, um, on it's, who it's the like, jurors are going to be. So it's like being back in gym class and being selected that's exactly what it's for like. dodgeball. It's exactly what it was like. So I just thought it was really cool knowing what I went through with jury duty and how many people came in with a bad attitude and said, I don't want to be here. And then, I mean, it is your civic duty and we all get asked to do it. I personally find it fascinating, but to stand up there and say, you know, I can't be fair just because you want to go home is like, to me, really not doing your duty. And I was really impressed that GD, Gigi Hadid, she's a supermodel. She's a celebrity got up there and she answered the questions. And then they said, can, do you think you can be fair and impartial and listen to the facts? And she said, yes, I can. And I just thought that that was really refreshing. So has she been excused or no. whatever it's called as of, as of the recording time of this episode, has she been dismissed? No, I don't think so, so. She could still be called on the jury. I think so. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, the current events newsy thing that I saw is to me, this guy should get the Nobel peace prize, a Pulitzer, a Grammy award, a golden globe, all of it. Right. It's a, uh, guy whose name is Don Bryden. He is the manager or owner of a company called K C J training. Okay. And he said that non-smokers all get four extra vacation days a year because of the time that smokers spend taking smoke breaks. I think that you talked about this. I've talked about this a lot. I feel very strongly you about this. You feel this. very strongly because about this. Because if you, I've, I have no problem if you smoke or, or don't smoke. I, I mean, that's your business, right? But if you are a smoker and you smoke during work hours, Unless you do it exclusively on your lunch break or your other assigned break, you are taking time away from your job that non-smokers can't justify taking away. Like if I was a non-smoker who was in an office and just said, I'm going to go stand outside for 10 minutes. And I did that once every morning and once every afternoon, like somebody would call me in and be like, you can't do that. Well, I but think for some that, reason with smokers, it's allowed. I think that is, you know, I, there are people I think that probably hide out in the bathroom at their jobs. No for, way. You can't hide out in the bed. Oh, you mean hide, not smoke, hide out and just escape. Yes. And just escape. But if you do that on a regular basis, I would assume that someone's talking to you about it. Correct. Hey, why are you leaving so often? Hey, why are you doing this? So yeah, I totally see so, your point. So this guy, Don Bryden, who owns the company, who is a smoker himself. Oh, okay. Realized that it just wasn't fair. So he said, you know what? I'm going to give all of my employees an extra four days of vacation if they don't smoke. And he's doing it, one, to make it more fair. And two, incentive to quit smoking, to motivate the other employees to quit smoking. There you go. Policy Genius is America's leading online insurance marketplace. Their mission to help people get insurance right by making it easy to understand options, compare quotes, and buy a policy all in one place. And right now, they are ready to help you. You can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You can save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. They make it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. And eligible applicants are going to get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical exam requirement 
for a simple phone call. This exclusive policy was recently rated number one by Forbes Advisor. You can get started with Policy Genius right now by going to policygenius.com. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. We're about to be walking into fall, and that means we're headed straight to the season of getting cozy, and I am here for it. Imagine the softest thing you've ever felt. Now imagine the same thing on your butt. You're now thinking about me undies. They're designed by the country's top softness scientists to be the softest thing you've ever worn, period. From undies to loungewear, their fabrics are breathable, light, and almost irresponsibly cozy. No, seriously, you might not be able to stop lounging on the couch. It's a problem. You've been warmed. Available in sizes extra small through 4XL in a variety of classic colors and iconic prints, Me Undies will have your back and your butt all fall long. Me Undies has a ton of styles and prints to choose from, and the underwear is so comfortable. The hipster style has become a go to for me, and you know me, I love the classic solids. Me Undies has a great offer for upside listeners. For any first time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. Me Undies also has their problem free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. To get 15% off your order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash upside. That's meundies.com slash upside. Imagine you're just hanging out, browsing your favorite website. You see something that you want to buy, click on it, put it in your cart. You go to checkout, and there's the box that taunts you. It says promo code, a coupon code, something like that. But it's something that you know, if you had that magic information, you're going to get a discount. Honey solves that problem for you. When you have Honey installed on your system, they scour the internet for those promo codes and coupon codes and save you money automatically. It's fantastic. I've saved so much money buying gear for our studio. You can buy whatever you want and save money on that as well. If you don't already have Honey, you could straight up be missing out on free savings. It's free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you're going to be supporting this podcast, but you're going to be doing yourself a huge favor. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash upside. That's joinhoney.com slash upside. He was bragging on Jeff yesterday, but I have to brag on Jeff again today. Oh, here goes the ego. Are you getting a big head from this? Yes. Okay. Keep bragging. Do it. I just think you're very cute this week. Thanks. So (laughs) unfortunately we saw, and it was radio news, uh, this week that iHeartRadio, which is a massive radio company, one of the biggest employers of radio people. One of the top three, I don't know, because everyone claims There's three companies at the top of the radio heap. Entercom, the company that I used to work for. Cumulus, the company that I worked for before Entercom. (laughs) And iHeart, which is the company that I worked for before I worked for Entercom and Cumulus. And uh, they all claim different things that get them close to the top of the heap. But iHeart, I think is far and away the biggest employer of people. And this week they announced some pretty significant layoffs, which is always a bummer. Even, I mean, I, cause they radio trade magazines say who the company is. And then they literally make a list of all these people and what they do. And it's really sad. 
Um, and it's just a bummer. Radio is like brutal because it's all public and it's just, you know, it's like downsizing, but then it's public. So everybody in every trade can be like, oh man, they got fired. And it's but just, I think nobody thinks there was a time where you would see that somebody got let go in the trade magazines and you would immediately be like, what did they do in the, like, and the, now you're the like, game oh, of radio. And then, yeah, now it's just like radio. And so, um, but the, to watch the list grow longer and longer, um, every single day, like every single hour throughout the day was just really, really disheartening. Radio is really competitive, especially in between companies. And while there are friends in radio, I would say there's probably more frenemies in radio. Is that true? Uh, I don't know. It's, I think it's changed. You think maybe, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, a weird, I'm a weird one to ask people are, some people hate me. And so I don't know. I'm just, I, I just, I just try to get through life <laughs> with, without offending too many people. So I don't know. I'm a weird one to ask. Jeff has since realized in podcasting and really tried to help other radio people that are interested in getting into podcasting, pod, podcasting, giving them advice and, and really encouraging them and supporting them. And what he's learned really is like, there's, we're all friends here. Like there's comp, there's not really competition. So yes. Well, and to that regard, well, I know what you're going to say to that regard in radio, your goal was always to beat the guy across the street. Right. Right. So when you're at station B, your goal is to beat station A. And then when you're station A, your goal is to not let anybody else beat you. And that's it. And you got to be number one. And that's how you earn your bonus. You earn your bonuses, beating other people. Everything is based on rank. Like that's where your success is judged in podcasting. It, you are just ju judged on how many people listen to your show. The more people who listen to your show, the more money you make. If, if people, if as many people listen to another show, they make, they make the, the same, same amount. amount of money. Yes. If half as many people listen, you make half as much, twice as many people double. So when, when the firings happened, Jeff wrote an open letter to radio people. And I saw it today. He didn't tell me he did it. I stumbled across it and I thought it was really sweet. Do you want to read it? Um, I don't think I have it in, in front of me, but basically I just gave, um, I think a half a dozen pointers or so to radio people on what to do when you get fired right now. If you think that starting a podcast might be the next chapter of your life mm -hmm. based on what. I learned when I got fired last year, the things that were helpful to me. And then there's, there's some stuff that I left out, but there are also things that I did that made absolutely no difference whatsoever. But like just encouraging people to not disappear on social media, like maintain a relationship with your audience, tell your audience that you are no longer on the radio, but you do want to come back. Just pointers the, the day after you get fired, you're probably not thinking of why, how did you stumble across it? I don't, I don't care to say <laughs> why you have to say, uh, I, I, I sent it to a, two radio publications that were reporting on the iHeart news. And then Callie sent me a screenshot of it. I was like, Oh, this is so nice. And he's like, how, how'd you find that? And what I should have said is, have we met? 
What do you mean how I found it? I'm the biggest creep of all time. Did you have a Google alert set up for my name? Um, I do not have a Google alert set up for your name. I Googled you and I it came up. <laughs> Why did you Google me? Just to see what people are saying. I don't know. How often do you Google me? Maybe once every two months or so. So it was just a coincidence that you did it on the day? Yeah, total coincidence. Oh, you should set up a Google alert. I have a Google alert on me. I know, but do you have one on you? Yes, I just said that. I have a Google alert on me. No, on you, but on me. Do you have one on me? I don't care about you. <laughs> oh, that's all I feel me. weird. I feel way too stalkery having it on you, but I have it on me. I have it on Robin. Yeah, get, put, put a Google alert on me. I don't care. I want to brag on you too, um, oh, as, long as, as long as we're bragging, because you, your pocket podcast this week has been fantastic. What did I say? You talked about cleaning the faucet and the sink. Mm -hmm. Like if you did, if you didn't hear Callie's pocket podcast, go back and listen to it. It would be episode, uh, like one forty one, one forty two, And she talked about how every day when she turns the sink on, she noticed there's like a little bit of grime that I never even noticed, but had built up like under one of the ridges on the faucet. And every single day she saw it and thought, oh, that's gross. I need to clean it. And it caused you just a tiny, like on a scale of one to a hundred, it caused you like a level two of anxiety. Tiny, tiny, just, oh man, that's something else I need to do. Just that feeling of like, not anxiety, but it was like almost, it would irritate me. Yes. Well, and you cleaned it and it took I you, and it. it took you 15 minutes mm -hmm. And that tiny little two level two anxiety is now gone. And I'm guessing it's probably been replaced almost with pride. Yeah, it does. I've actually been thinking about that all week. Well, I heard that and I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody is so for focused on tackling the big things, like the giant things that need to get done because you think that's what's causing all this stress in your life. Mm -hmm. Well, it might not be that. It might be a whole bunch of tiny little twos. It might be a whole bunch of twos, which I think is true for me. And I think it's really true for you. I started after hearing your pocket podcast, I had like two things that were just bouncing around the back of my car that I needed to drop off at Goodwill. I have no idea how long they've been in there, but every time I hear them roll, I think, oh, why haven't I taken that to Goodwill? Yeah, and it's just, it's not enough to ruin your day, right? but it's just a little bit, it's definitely noticeable and it's just yes. a little thing, but that little thing is something that pops up every single time you get in your car. And how many times do you get in your car a day? Exactly. So right. I've, I've taken care of it. I've done it. And there's like five other things that I have taken care of, like- Here's one that I know how long it's been around since November. You know how on my birthday, I buy new underwear. Mm -hmm. I have been so torn about what to do with the old underwear. Like, do you donate it or do you, do you just toss it mm -hmm. that I've had it set to the side in my closet and every single day I think I just got to make a decision, but I didn't, I, and today, this morning, I actually threw it out. Nice. Gone. Yes. So thank you for the idea to make micro decisions and just take them out of your brain. Yeah. Cause we only have so much brain space. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. 
All right, we're going to wrap up the show today with an apology. I feel like you need a recurring apology segment because I feel like you apologize a lot. I do? Yeah. Who did I apologize? What was my last apology? You apologize. I forget what the last one was, but the one before that was like the woman falling down. Oh, yeah. Well, this is an apology. Or looking for the earring at the mall or something. This is an apology to you and to everybody in my life when I worked in mornings. Okay. Now that I can enjoy sleeping into a normal time. Which would be, what's a normal time? Anything after sunrise for me, seriously. I have become very aware of the people around me. And I'm going to speak directly to you, Callie, and also Katie, who writes the Pick Me Up newsletter. Katie's on the same shift that I am. So we both go into work circa like 4 a.m. I will wake up at 7 a.m. And there will be a text from Callie or a text from Katie. And it'll just say, hi. Now I'm still in bed (laughs) and I respond with, hey. And then immediately they hit me with like, Callie's like, Hey, I need you to do me a favor. I'm meeting with the accountants later this week. I need you to go through all of our tax stuff from 2014 and find anything that references blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And then when you're done with that, did you say you could take my car into emissions? Can you do that on Thursday? Also, were you available to go to dinner with so-and-so on Friday? And my brain explodes. Or Katie will do it with some. And me and Katie are halfway through our shift at work. You're hours in. You've been up. My guess is you have, I know you've had some sort of coffee. The funny thing about you saying this is Katie said, hey, what's a reasonable time to text Jeff? And I said, text him whenever you want. He won't wake up. And he'll respond when he wakes up. Right. So I gave her permission to do that. Right. But then I get the message and it's like, hey. And then when I write back, (laughs) it's like 11 questions about, hey, I have a question about the wrong keyword and blah, 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 which I have no problem with. It's just a lot to, to process when I'm not wearing pants, you know? Well, maybe the problem is you checking your text messages in the first place. I get, no, no, no. I'm apologizing. Because I've done this to people. I know I have. So it's a it's an insult to me and Katie. It's not an But in- it's an apology to people you used to do. It's it to. not an insult. I'm not insulting you. I'm just apo- I'm making it known. It's an apology that I have done this to people. I know I have. Assaulted them at 8 a.m. because I'm wide awake and have been wide awake for four hours. Mm. So that's my apology. Like you can keep doing what you're doing. I just have to be better about saying like, give me a minute. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's just funny to me that now I'm on the other side of it and (laughs) I'm thinking, God, I must've been annoying. Oh, with all that. Yeah. And meanwhile, Katie and I are having conversations about legitimate, very serious business ideas on how to change the world all before most people have even opened their left eye. Well, and when you work a crazy shift like that, like you guys, if there was a pizza restaurant open, you guys could go have a pizza for lunch at 10 a.m. and it wouldn't be weird because you've already been at work for eight hours. We have, we both, and Katie puts this on her Instagram a lot, but when we have, I don't know if you guys do this at your office where you have like potluck 
days or somebody brings in food, but we'll eat buffalo chicken dip at yeah. 530 in the morning. Sure. Yeah. Well, why not? Because that's the equivalent of a nine to five person eating it at noon. Yeah. Especially people that get in and between two 30 and three in the morning. So I'm not insulting you. I'm apologizing for being like you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. That makes, that makes it better. Thank you for listening to the upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by dinner affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. We would love to stay in touch with you by text. Text the word upside to 800-434-5454 and then save it in your phone as Callie and Jeff. Thank you for re-listening to or listening to this uh, Flashback Friday episode of The Upside. Now, here's the good thing about our show, right? You can listen to any episode anytime. So you don't have to be caught up. Heck, you can be like, you know what? I liked that episode. I'll go to the next. There is no order that you have to follow in order to listen to our show. We just love that we are a part of your routine. So pick it up wherever you want to and make us a part of your routine. And you know what's really weird about this episode that we just played? Ellie didn't exist. Nope. And now she is climbing all over us while we retry, try to record this 30 second close. Anything you'd like to add, Ellie? And that's that. Bring me more petty crime junkie. This is Sarah. I know I, got, I call you guys all the time, but that's only because I love you guys and I feel like we're best friends. But um, please bring me back some more petty crime junkie. I laughed so hard and I was in the gym the last time I was listening to it and I was laughing so hard in the middle of the gym floor that I'm pretty sure everyone in the building was looking at me like I was insane. But um, I absolutely loved it. I think I think it's absolutely brilliant, and um, I would love to hear more of that. But either way, you guys can never make anything that I don't love. So keep up the great work. Love you guys. Bye. Skincare can be incredibly overwhelming and confusing because there are so many options out there. For years, I was super insecure about my face because I had discoloration all over my forehead, like this brown um, like discoloration. And believe me, I tried everything. Lasers, the works. The only thing that ultimately was able to get rid of the discoloration on my face was prescription medication. Last year, I signed up for Apostrophe, a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne and other skin concerns like mine. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan just for you. I went to Apostrophe's website and took their online quiz about my skin. I uploaded a few photos of my problem areas, and the next day I woke up with a message from a dermatologist with a prescription and an option to purchase my medication. It was that easy. I'm still using my prescription and my skin looks better every week. 
We have a special deal for our audience. Save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash upside when you use our code upside. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash upside and click begin visit. Then use our code upside at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash upside and use the code upside to get your dermatology visit and save $15. We thank Apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast. Hey guys, it's Erica. Um, I'm listening to today, um, Monday's show, and you keep talking about the unknown of 2020. Um, Well, I have four-year-old twins, and we have now watched Frozen 2 multiple times, and all I can think about when you say into the unknown is into the unknown. And if you haven't seen the movie yet, it's one of the main songs. <laughs> Anyways, hope you guys have a great day. Love you. Bye. This is Sarah Kahn from Snellville. I was just calling regarding the pin situation. I'm a few episodes behind, so bear with me. Um, I was just calling. I have very particular pins. Don't touch my pins. Don't even look at them. The doctor that I work for thinks it's funny to come take my pins. So I spend over $45 on novelty pins, fruits, vegetables, um, cactuses, watermelon, anything you can think of, shaped pins for him. And he still insists on using my pins. So I've had to lock them up. I understand completely. Have a great day, y'all. Love you. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. This is Ashley. Love the show. It's how I start my morning every day. I was just listening to today's show about how people will get on Twitter to complain at companies. And a few years ago, I was at Starbucks, and it was just me and one other customer in the store, which is kind of crazy for a Starbucks, and one employee. And the other customer was so mad because they were out of some product and was just belittling the employee and was uh, getting on Twitter and was calling the customer service line. And it made me feel so bad for this one employee in the store who was trying to rectify the situation. So then I decided after he left that I was going to get on Twitter and call the customer service line to compliment the employee who was trying her best. I'd never thought about doing that before until this one employee was just being belittled by this customer. And so get out there and share some love today, either on Twitter or with a customer service line. Y'all have a good day. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. I was feeling like some of y'all out there, you got dreams, but you're feeling like you just don't believe in yourself. Well, honeys, if you don't believe in you, it's going to be so hard for other folks to believe in you. So you know what I want you to do today? I want you to start telling yourself that you can do anything you put your mind to. You got some books to write. You got some songs to sing. You got some inventions to invent. (laughs) You going out there and have yourself a good day. I believe in you.